Hey everyone, Sam here, and welcome to another episode of Through the Winter's Ministry Podcast. I'm excited to get started. I hope you are also. Let's go. All right, welcome to another episode of Through the Winter's Ministry Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 3, where we actually mark one year of Through the Winter's Ministry Podcast. I just want to say thank you to everyone who's supported, who's sponsored, and um, all the well-wishers and those who've just listened to our podcast throughout this past year. It's been a blessing. It's been awesome. We've had uh, special guests from pastors and others to to come on here and just share their testimony and share their story with us. And it's just been great. And we're hoping and looking forward to a wonderful year to come. Um, despite our circumstances, despite the situations that 2020 has brought, we know that God is still good and that he reigns on high. And we thank you once again for just being awesome and supporting our ministry. This is your first time listening to Through the Winter's Ministry Podcast. We want to say thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. And we encourage you to check out previous episodes. Now, Through the Winter's Ministry Podcast is listener-supported, and so we encourage you to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. If you'd like to help support Through the Winter's Ministry financially, on our podcast page, you'll be able to find a little button that says support. Click on it, and it will show you how you can sponsor us for either $1, $5, or $10 a month. As we get ready to dive into today's episode, Marsha is going to deal with the topic of, is God good? Now, if you're just like a regular human being, you know that there are situations and circumstances that are going on in this world that just can't be explained. From hate and violence, to sickness and disease, to death, many have asked the question, how is God good? And yet he's allowing these kind of things to happen. In her talk today, Marsh is going to address topics just like that and help us to see that even though we may see things as bad, God is still in control, but we'll also see about how God can still use the circumstances, situations that we go through and the circumstances, situations that we're in and use them for his glory. Hello everyone, it is a very hot summer morning and I am excited to just be with you guys and just talk with you for a minute. Now, for those of you who have me as a friend on Facebook, you know that I asked this random question and it's my reason for having this devotion today. I asked, is God really good? And the reason why I asked that is because a year or so ago, my husband showed me this movie called The Shack. What an amazing movie. Listen to me. I need you, if you have not seen this movie yet, watch The Shack. It is a very powerful story about a man who is, he is trying to live a good Christian life, but he's, you know, teetering on doing things his way. And tragedy hits him. I won't even tell you what the tragedy is. But tragedy hits him in such a way that he is unable to really get out of it. He's really thrown for a loop and all of a sudden he starts to question everything about God. So I went on Facebook and I asked this question. I said, is God really good? And I know that for those who have been serving the Lord for a while, if they were to say anything but yes, they would be looked at as, you know, an outcast. 
But at home, when the doors are closed and you know that life is hitting you, whether it's financial, health-wise, relationship-wise, whatever it is that may shake your world up, does it shake up your thoughts of God? So I asked my friends uh, to just give me an idea. What did they think about, is God really good? And my friend, Diana, she says, God is good. Better than good, with exclamation points. She goes, his nature can never be linked to my circumstance. My circumstances change and he does not. The more I grow in relationship, this has become clearer to me, which leads me to his perfect grace on my life. He was good even when I didn't get it or couldn't see it. And I think that that's amazing. Like if I stop right there and I just comment on the the few sentences that she put, I love that she said, God isn't good by her circumstances. Like it his character and what he is and who he is and his his personality his promises doesn't change because my circumstances change and then she goes on she goes if i truly believe that i can trust him no matter what then i have to trust that even in the trial he will work all things for good of his kingdom and i think that that's really really great then i had another friend she she put god is the most high People exercise their free will and unfortunately, other people pay the price. Powerful. My friend Crystal was so powerful in that saying because we forget that sometimes it's other people's other people's decisions and their their desire to make choices that that hurt us. It's not the fact of if God is good or not. And then she goes on to say, if I accept that he's got the master plan, I have to accept that I'm a human being who will never be able to comprehend or understand it. I can't accept one and not accept the other. Thank you so much, Crystal. Like, how amazing is that? And then she goes on to say, if I'm going to honor him, My place is to love, serve, and worship. Do I question? Yes. And that's what I love. Absolutely, we do question him. And he's okay with questions. Can you believe that? Our God, our God, not Buddha, not not the Hindu God, not any other God. Only our God is okay with us questioning him. You want to know how I know? Because he said, taste and see that I'm good. He doesn't expect us to just believe that he's good because he said so, but he wants us to have an experience. Thank you so much, Crystal. And then my friend Yvette said, she said, this is an awesome question. And she says, God is really good because he always extends his patience, faithfulness, and unconditional love to his children that seeks him in good times and not so good times. I love the fact that she didn't say bad times. She says good times and not so good times. If we truly dedicate time in his presence, just like we dedicate time on eating food, we feel his peace and we are contingent to the people with peace and positivity and create a beautiful beautiful aroma where we live and go. See, Yvette got it. 
because she said, not only do we know that God is good, but if we spend as much time as we do eating, how many times do we eat? Now, if you're one of my own children, you eat at least six times a day. You you eat your three meals, then you got your snacks in between, maybe seven times if after dinner you decided that you wanted to have an extra dessert. So if we're eating um, physical food six times a day, that could be anything. It could be candy. And we spend as much time taking God in what would that look like? There are some things about food that I love. Like I love chocolate. Anyone who knows me knows that I love chocolate, but I don't just love the same chocolate. Like I love chocolate in different forms. I love chocolate cake. I love chocolate chip zucchini bread. I love brownies. I love candy bars. You know, I love chocolate in different forms. God has so many different layers to him. And there are times when we are just sticking to one side of God and we don't realize that there's so much more to him and we're not willing to seek that out. And for those of you who who patiently wrote your thoughts on Facebook about how amazing God is, I really, really appreciate it. Now, if you go with me to Genesis chapter 3 verses 1 through 5, let's read something. And then I want to read um, a portion of The Shack in book form because The Shack was actually a book first and then they made it into a movie. But let's first turn to Genesis chapter 3 and we're going to read verses 1 through 5. Okay? And it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you should not eat of any tree in the garden and the woman said to the serpent we can eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden but God said you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden neither shall you touch it lest you die now that in itself is a preaching that could go on forever I mean these verses could have a devotion for years to come but let's look at verse 5 For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, when you look at it, you you know, for those of you who have been in the faith and been reading the word for many years, you know very well that this is Satan. And you know that everything that's going on right here is bad. And every woman who had to give birth she is upset as well that Eve did not listen because she ends out taking the fruit. One of the things that we have to remember when you're reading the story of Adam and Eve and they are about to mess up in the garden, they did not have the same mindset as you and I have right now. Like when we think of overtaking when we, when we think of doing something that we are told not to do, our motives are more are more corrupt than theirs. They did not understand, you know, overthrowing someone. They didn't think of, you know, um, killing God or hating God or, or thinking that God was being mean or cruel. Like they did not have that concept because they were like babes in their mind. So as the serpent and as Satan was speaking to them, Eve had it in her mind. She's like, wait a minute, I could be like God. And 
if you think about it in your corrupt thinking, you would say, oh my goodness, how horrible. She wanted to be like God. There is nothing wrong with being like God. Go to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1. Because some of us could look at it and say, oh, you know, she was trying to, she's trying to take over God. That's exactly what happened with Satan in, in heaven. He wanted to overtake his throne. This is not what Eve had in mind. Look at Ephesians chapter five, verse one. It says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. What he says, be imitators, be just like me, do exactly what I do. Think about the things that God does. He doesn't just love. He doesn't just, he, he doesn't just love. He doesn't just, um, care and have compassion, but guess what? He is dominant. He told Adam and Eve, he told Eve and Adam definitely to, um, have dominion over all the earth over everything. It was like they were supposed to imitate God on earth as he was in heaven. So when you see this in Ephesians chapter five, verse one, you're not understanding that that was originally what we were supposed to do. We were supposed to imitate God. And then, and then if you want to go just a little bit further in John nine, verse 39 says for judgment, I came into this world that those who do not see may see and those who see may become blind. He says, some of the Pharisees near him were wondering, you know, is he talking about me? Are you saying that we are blind? He says, if you were blind, you would have not no guilt. But now that you say we see your guilt remains. He's saying, I'm coming into this world to to um, unfold or take off the blinders off of those who cannot see. One more time. Let's look at Psalms chapter 146, verse 8. It says, the Lord opens the eyes of the blind. He does not want his people to be in the dark. He wants our eyes to be open. Now, you're wondering, okay, so where is this all going? Where where is everything going? Go back to Genesis chapter 3. And let's look at verse 5 again. He says, For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. Okay? And he says, And you will be like God. Didn't we just see in two verses that number one, God wants us to imitate him. And number two, um, he wants our eyes to be open. There was one verse that I didn't turn to and it says, be perfect as I am perfect. God's desire is for us to be like him. And it is for our eyes to be open. But guess what? It is the method in which we choose to obtain these goals that gets us in trouble and has us questioning if God is really good. You see, good and evil grew on the same tree. Did anyone ever wonder why is it that good and evil 
grew on the same tree because it says that there were two trees. There was the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. Why wasn't it that on this, the same tree grew life and goodness and on another tree was evil because evil should be totally separate from life and good. But guess what? Evil and good sometimes look like twins. It didn't say that that there were certain trees on the there were certain fruits on the trees that were good and certain uh, fruits on the trees that were evil. It says good and evil. She couldn't pick out which one was which because they all look the same. Question for the day. Are the circumstances that are going on in this world make God look good or make God look evil? Um, Like my friend Diana, she said, my circumstances may change, but he does not change. You may find yourself in a very good situation and you may say and turn around and say, God is good. And then you may be in a situation where you think it's evil and you say, what kind of God am I serving? Is God real? Where is God? Let me tell you something very, very profound, beloved. There are times when we make decisions and other people make decisions that doesn't take away God's goodness, but has us to question it because of our own evil desires and thoughts. I mean, think about it. Adam and Eve are the ones that made the choice, but who's, who's suffering right now? We're suffering. And that is to show you that decisions that other people make, their free will, their um, inability to obey God affects us today. Your ability or your um, reasoning to believe Satan And do what he tells you to do. And guess what? You may not even know that it's Satan. You see, she didn't know that it was wrong. That was Satan. He didn't come to her with um, looking as nasty and ugly and smelly as he is or he normally is. The Bible says that he comes like an angel of light. So your definition of good may actually be evil because it's very hard to determine which one is which. And then what happens is that the truth of good and evil comes out by the results of our decision. Meaning, sometimes what looks good in the beginning turns out to be evil later on. I, I The only way I can explain it is, you know... Um, there are times when my, my, my kids or my family will go into the fridge and they'll, they'll look at something, they'll look at a f- piece of fruit and they'll, or they'll t- take um, a, a glance at maybe something that's been in the fridge for, for way too long. 
And uh, they don't even realize it. They're just so hungry. And probably what was on their mind was that meal. Like, oh man, yesterday I saw, you know, steak and potatoes in the fridge. Like I saw that in there. Oh, when I wake up in the morning, that's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to warm it up and I'm going to have it for breakfast. Yes, steak and potatoes in the morning with a, with a nice egg on top. And they do the cooking and they do the cooking. And it's happened before. I am not ashamed to say that there are times when things go bad in my fridge. And um, they start cooking and, and it isn't until they put it in their mouth and they're chewing it. And then it gets to their stomach that they realize, ooh, that was a really good idea. But once I got it in my mouth, once I, I digested it, I realized that was not a good idea. It wasn't that the original meat and potatoes were bad. It's just, it was left too long. It was in a place that it wasn't cultivated. Adam and Eve had a great idea. Be like God and have your eyes opened. But instead of following things God's way, they went ahead and they did it some foreign way. And that is why sometimes we find ourselves in circumstances where we're questioning the truth of who God is. Hey everyone, all of us here at Through the Winters are so proud of our son Joseph, who just came out with his first single, Realize. You can look him up on Amazon or on iTunes, look up Joseph Baez, Realize, and download his song. We know you'll enjoy it. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Just want to tell you a little bit more about Through the Winter's ministry. You know, a lot of us, myself included, have asked the question, why? God, why has this happened to me? Why did I go through this experience? Why am I facing this hardship and this trouble? Why did God, did you design my life to be this way and, and, and have me experience these horrible things that I experienced? Why? I won't even begin to say that I have the answers to these whys. But what I know we can give the answer to is that God will use our pains and give them purpose in our lives. Sometimes our struggles have overwhelmed us and they blinded us into seeing that there is hope. And what Through the Winter's Ministry is about is showing how God can take our pain and give us purpose. How he can use the circumstances and the things that we face and the things that we've gone through and show us that he can use us in great and mighty ways and use our stories to help others, to help us find freedom, to help us move forward and find victory. This is what Through the Winter's Ministry is all about. We want to help people find purpose in their pain, find freedom from their past. If you'd like more information about what our ministry offers and how we can help your church or maybe your ministry, give us a call at 718-679-5356. That number again is 718-679-5356.
We look forward to hearing from you guys. God bless. Hey everyone, once again, thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Before we let you go, uh, we just want to tell you that Through the Winters Ministry is a self-funded ministry. Um, everything we do is is uh, out of our own pockets, and uh, we don't like to charge when we go to speak at different places. And one of the ways that you can help, of course, is by having us come and speak at your church, and we just take love offerings. And uh, any way that we can help, as I said before, we'd love to and, and, and minister to your church. We'd love to do that. And so just give us a call. But another way that you guys can help support us is by checking out our book, The Threshing, A Weapon Forged by Fire. You can order it on Amazon or Barnes & Nobles. But uh, what we're also offering is that if you'd like a personalized autographed copy of The Threshing where Marshall and myself would uh, write a little something in the book and mail it out to you, for a donation of $20, we'll give you an autographed copy of The Threshing, A Weapon Forged by Fire. And for a donation of $30, We'll give you the book along with some other little goodies. We have a, a DVD of the movie Jesus and and uh, some other goodies that we can give you guys. And uh, so just give us a call at 718-679-5356. 718-679-5356. If you'd like to order a copy of an autographed copy of The Threshing Weapon Forged by Fire. God bless you all. We love you so much. And we'll see you at the next podcast.